Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. It is Christmas, so I wish a Merry Christmas to those who celebrate, and for those who don't, happy holidays or just happy days. Um, This is a special episode of the Stitch Please podcast, and it's an opportunity that I had to sit down and get on a call with my mother, my middle sister, and my youngest sister. So these are the girls that I grew up with, and my mother, of course, and um, just a chance to kind of have these reminiscences uh, about Christmas, about the the sewing that my mother did, um, is really a special time. So this episode is that conversation, and um, we recorded it a few weeks ago, and I thought it would be a perfect thing to show or to play for uh, Christmas as Hopefully you all are enjoying time with family um, or just enjoying your regular sewing day or any day that is. Um, I do wish everyone happy holidays. And here is my family, my chat with my mother and my sisters. Thanks. All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We are here today on Jan. Oh my gosh, it's Christmas. I'm exhausted. It is December 25th, 2019. And we have a very special episode here today at Black Women's Stitch. I am talking with my family, my mother and my two younger sisters. And we are joined here today to just talk about some Christmas creativity and some Christmas memories. I'm really fortunate to be from a family of wonderful, wonderful women um, and to grow up with these girls and to just, you know, help to know myself through knowing them. Um, And so I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast today, my mother, Ianthea Woolfork. Mama, say hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Greetings. Merry Christmas. And my, cackling. And my, I'm the oldest of three girls. Um, My next middle sister is Sybil. Say hi, Sybil. Hi. Good morning. And then my youngest sister, Stephanie. Hello. So we are, we are coming together to just talk a little bit about some Christmas memories. And, you know, as you all are getting ready for those who celebrate Christmas, um, who are getting ready for the holiday, this episode releases, we know on at seven o'clock in the morning and who knows y'all might be up, you know, if you have little ones, you are up early in the morning. And some of my fondest memories are, um, getting up early on Christmas morning when I was little and just seeing the splendid array of all the just toys and magic and magnificence of, um, of Christmas. And that's one of the great wonders I think of the holiday. And so mama, do you, can you talk a little bit about like anything you remember 
from us from early Christmases, some of the sense of surprise and wonder that you might remember from that time from us? I know that you all would get up very early in the morning. It didn't matter, you know, like I would try to be real, real quiet and keep the house still. And you still would get up at the crack of dawn. I think everybody must, I don't know who got up first, but everybody would be up and on the floor at 5.30 in the morning. 5.30 was good. You know, sometimes it would be 4.30. And you're telling them, nope, you need to go back to bed. Santa hasn't come yet. And that's so that we could sleep in just a little bit longer. Because we had been up the night before, you know, getting everything together. What do you mean? Uh, putting, making, making sure all the toys were where they're supposed to be. Uh, and we had picked up things from different houses that we had dropped them off because I couldn't leave it in the house because you guys would just plunder and go through and look for everything. What? And then so- Oh, yeah. You I think that was probably Sybil. I Lisa. agree. That sounds like Sybil. That sounds like something yeah. Stephanie would do for sure. Uh-uh. Yeah, so I would I would have to go if I had anything. I would I would go and pick them up. And then sometimes I would leave them in the trunk of the car until uh, you guys would go to sleep. Well, you'd go to bed really, really early. Didn't go to sleep necessarily, but you'd be trying to go to sleep. So that's what I can remember. But First of all, all, I thought fun. I thought Black Santa bought all that stuff, so I'm really shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, voila. It was us. <laughs> oh, I remember. Um, y'all, do y'all remember? We grew up, everyone, um, we grew up in South Florida in West Palm Beach. And so the, the some of the kind of traditional Christmas stuff that people have about snow and fireplaces and stuff didn't apply to us because we didn't have any snow and we didn't have a fireplace. And so we did have the weather service would do a Santa tracker. Do you remember that? Um, And and they would have like, they would say that Santa, it was the same system they used to track hurricanes. Remember? (laughs) And 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 the weather people would come on and say, Santa is now heading this way from the Bahamas toward us. And it just occurred to me, like, you know, now 30, that um, that was actually the same, like, system that they used to tell us how close a hurricane was. Hurricane was coming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even that. I just learned that then. Huh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yep, they sure did. They had that tracker. <laughs> yeah, and you would see it, and they would show, like on the TV, it would show, like, they would have, like, this little star, this little, they'd have the sled going across, you know, and where he started from, and then where he is now, and, you know, how close he is. And, and how it was time to, it was time to go to, time to go to bed, because he was heading this way, heading in, pulling in from the east, heading up the coast. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I wanted to add, one of the things that I was thinking about since we had been talking uh, this month about different, like I did a holiday, I did a, I did a holiday gift guide a few weeks ago um, and was talking with someone else about Christmas crafts in general. But one of the things I most remember about Christmas sewing from mama um, was when she made us that, she made us this this trunk that was a doll. And imagine everyone, I'm trying to describe it now. It was a trunk 
like a, imagine a large rectangle with a handle at the top, I believe, and latches on the side and you unlatched it and it opened like a book. And on one side, the doll stood there. And on the other side was a trunk was, had these little hangers and these clothes that were hanging on the hangers. And I don't know if it had a drawer at the bottom for little socks and shoes. I'm not sure. But one of the things I remember, I vividly remember that. Do y'all remember that? Sybil, do you remember that? Yeah, I love that. That's one of my fondest memories of Christmas is just thinking about that box and just how amazed we were when we opened it, what was inside. It was just, and then there were three of them. There was always three of everything. Right. It was, yeah, like amazing. Yeah, everybody had the same thing. I would sew on doll clothes when you all went to bed. (laughs) And so you never really saw them until I got them in the trunk. And then I made, uh, I did the same thing for Dinah next door. I made her a trunk, you know, with the doll clothes. Because Hmm. it was hard to find doll clothes. Um, And especially like for the dolls that we had. You could find some stuff maybe for Barbies or something like that, a that type doll. But they were very, very expensive. And every now and then you might find a dress or something for the the dolls that I would buy. So uh, I started making them. And I would make uh, like the same outfits. And it was just, uh, I could remember, it took a lot of time to make the doll clothes it was easier to make a dress for the kids than it was for the dolls because it was uh, they were much smaller and more intricate details just trying to get it all together. But it was fun, too. It was fun. But visually, it was really appealing. The way she had, remember how she had them all standing up and all, you know, in order, and everybody had their own little stuff. And it just looked, once you opened everything up, you're like, wow, all this stuff matches. This took a lot of time. And at the time, I didn't realize how much detail and how much work was involved. You know, you always think your parents can do everything pretty fast and it doesn't, you don't think about how much sacrifice it takes. Well, and the thing I think, first of all, I never realized you made them for Dinah, who was actually significantly (laughs) older than us. And at that point, probably a teenager, (laughs) a young adult. So that's. Really I, too, cool. am now learning of this news and slightly jealous. What does that but say I about my I... personality? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. no, I think it's just but... beautiful that, you know, Dinah was an only child, and she, you know, didn't probably have... She, I know Miss Wallace didn't sew, so she would do that for Dinah, so she'd have a surprise, too. Like, that's really beautiful, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she probably appreciated <laughs> it more than we we did because she was older. You know, whereas we yeah. play for a while and then we go do something else. But what I remember the most is just, and I realize it about myself now, like I love the spectacle of merchandising. And that's one of the reasons because mm-hmm. mom would always make things very beautiful and she would make them, it would be organized. And it was just the attention to detail was always there. And, and as an adult, that's who I am. I'm in marketing and I really love the attention to detail when things come together beautifully. And that's because of mama. And, it, and that's the way she merchandised those dolls. Yeah, but I enjoyed doing it. It was just fun. And I could stay up and stay awake until like I would, I didn't start sewing on that kind of stuff until everybody had gone to bed and they were really asleep. And so once you guys would go to sleep, 
Then I would sew until maybe about one o'clock in the morning. And then I'd put everything away, everything, so that you couldn't see any of the stuff that I was working on. Not that you particularly, I don't know, you always, I didn't want you to find anything until I got it all together. So would Nana ever help you since she was such a great Nana as well? Nana would make, Nana would make different things. Like she didn't sew on that particular project, but she would make sure that you all had special little dresses to wear or, you know, things like that. Or she would find like a, like a teddy bear and make uh, an outfit for a teddy bear and give you all or okay. aprons. And uh, she did that kind of stuff. My mother is talking here about her mother, my grandmother, Edna Walker. Um, We called her Nana. Nana was born in 1913, which is the same year that Harriet Tubman died. Nana passed away in 2018 at the age of 104. And she was an amazing sewist. She could sew without patterns. She could look at a picture of something and make it. Um, She was a wonderful woman, and we do really miss her. She, I don't, uh, when you yes. sew for Christmas, so when you sew for Christmas, that was kind of like your labor of love for us, that you would just do all of that mm-hmm. by yourself. Yes. Yes, oh. I would do that. Nana liked making, wow. she would make, remember she made all the little stockings and she made stockings for you all uh, forever because she made stockings that could be used as ornaments for a Christmas tree. And so she would get like, uh, not just that, the, they would be small. But she would put money, after you all got older, she'd put money in it. And so she would have, and then she would print your name on it. So each person had a style of stocking with their name on it that Nana would make. And she would make those for every, uh, all the kids. You know, anybody that she gave a gift to, they would get a little Christmas stocking and it would have that person's name on it. And I think in my Christmas decorations now, uh, I think I have, uh, I know I've seen one that has Lisa's name on it. Woohoo! And so I don't know about the others, but I haven't seen, I didn't see the others. I don't know whether they got lost in the shuffle or what. I call Lisa's, I call No, it. you don't. You can't call mine. It has my name on it. That's why my name is on it. <laughs> I call yeah. Lisa's. But I remember the best thing about it is that you all would make handmade gifts at school. And you would come in with these ornaments that you made out of macaroni. No, construction paper. And I didn't think about, uh, I kept them for years. I kept them until they literally fell completely apart. It didn't dawn on me that I could have taken them somewhere and had them laminated. (laughs) 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 It it didn't cross my mind until uh, it was just gone. (laughs) Every year. Mama, you weren't thinking about them ornaments. Those ornaments were made out of macaroni and garbage. (laughs) No, but I always kept She said she probably thought it's going to give us roaches. (laughs) But you always make stuff. And then you would bring it. And I don't care how you had the tree decorated, you'd bring these ornaments that you made. <laughs> and they would be on the tree, wherever you, anything you made Gosh. for the tree. We couldn't, ne- we couldn't have, we could never have no nice tree that was all thematic. <laughs> it would yeah. be like, awesome. I, I want to yeah. put my trash ornament from school up here, please. <laughs> and made out would, of popsicle sticks. And, and yarn. 
Yeah, whatever it's made out of. It was made out of popsicle sticks and yarn. The yarn <laughs> stars. Remember the star? And, uh, <laughs> it looked like a clan cross, but... <laughs> but it was red and green, so we, we put it right yeah, on. Yeah, put it on there. Like, oh. guys made, you know. When I are they gonna? Right when are they gonna become more competent artists? Lord, goodness gracious! Yeah, I remember the ornaments yeah. that. Um, remember the ornaments with the fiberglass in them, and Lisa yes. made us put them. On, oh yeah, and Lisa convinced us to take it, take the fur out, and put and them around our, our necks, necks and put it, neck. rub it on neck neck and, and put it on our, put it on our ears oh, like earrings, and it, we was itching and burning. Days. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh, I said, listen to her after that. So that. She lost a lot of credibility. Yeah, she lost a lot of credibility after that. Like, That's when I stopped listening to her. I, I said, like, she's, she's evil. She is evil because I see she didn't do it to herself. First of all, she didn't do it to herself. First of all, she only did it to us. Yeah. So, I did it I mean, to she, me. I did it to myself. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, no. First of all, first of all. Who would put fiberglass in a freaking Christmas ornament? They know how stupid kids they, are. Yeah, but they said, do not open. You're not supposed to take it out. Well, <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> I did. I totally uh, did. I, I had to stop. I stopped using, uh, it used to be angel hair that you'd put over the tree because it would give the appearance of snow or something. And uh, when the lights went through it, it would just reflect and make a real pretty, uh, colors and stuff like that i had to stop using it because i said god these kids are going to be dead or i'm going to have this big <laughs> medical bill because i would have to take them to the dermatologist and everywhere else that they so I, I stopped buying it i just and i think finally they, i think finally they stopped making it well i'm sure because it was poisoning the children that's terrible <laughs> I can also okay. tell you now, I was so imaginative, so I thought there was really fur in there. I can also say, in my defense, I also, I might as well just tell you this now, since it's too late to do anything about it. I think that you might, you bought, I had a dollhouse, and you bought me a gumball machine for the dollhouse, and I cracked yeah. it open to eat the gum. The ball <laughs> yeah. I cracked it open to eat the gum, and it wasn't even gum, it was just like painted dots of wood. <laughs> so, I was so disappointed. I was like, this isn't even miniature gum in here. This is just some wood. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, they were dumb. Yeah. I really had yeah. a very vivid imagination, which is why I thought we were going to be having fur when it was actually fiberglass in those yeah. stupid <laughs> ornaments. Yeah. And they used to give uh, like the, the fiberglass. And it's hard now. Uh, I used to buy ice, uh, you know, like the silver icicles. I don't oh, yeah. even put any of that stuff on the tree anymore because number one, you can't find it, and uh, it's just it's it's really pretty if you can find it. But you know, I don't even think they make it anymore. Mm. But uh, it was fun when it left while it lasted. You're listening to a special episode of the Stitch Please podcast, a Christmas kiki, where I'm talking with my mother and sisters, and we're just reminiscing over holidays, Christmas pasts. Um, up next, we will have a quick break and then return to the conversation with my family. Stay tuned.
Stitch Please, the Black Women's Stitch podcast, talks a lot about sewing. But if you'd like to see some of what we're discussing, we invite you to follow us on the socials. On Facebook, you can find us at Stitch Please. And on Instagram, you can find us at Black Women's Stitch. On Instagram, you'll find a lot of great pictures and compelling social commentary. In addition, you can participate in a weekly live Instagram chat at 3 p.m. on Thursdays at Eastern Standard Time. So follow us on the socials, Facebook at Stitch Please and Instagram at Black Women Stitch and get your stitch together. Welcome back to the Stitch Please podcast, where we're having a special episode talking with my mother and my two younger sisters. I'm the oldest of three girls, and it's a great opportunity to have a conversation between the three of us and um, and our mother. And so up next, we're going to talk about this very creative alternative to a traditional gendered red house that my mother invented for us. Um, so here she is. And one of the things that I remember is that uh, you all wanted to make gingerbread houses. And we would sit down and we'd make the gingerbread house. Well, you're supposed to, it's edible, you know, you're supposed to be able to eat it afterwards. But the cookie, the base of it was so bad that nobody (laughs) wanted to eat it. So I decided that instead of making a gingerbread house that nobody could eat or nobody wanted to eat, uh, I started making um, a candy house, and I'd do uh, I'd find start off with a box as a base, and then I'd do a cut the roof out of another cardboard box and put it together, and then I would fill it all in with different kinds of candy bars, Hershey bars, Snickers, you know things that are edible, and then if there were any empty spa- empty spaces, I would fill it in with uh, that royal icing. I, I loved royal I icing. I remember that. Yeah, and we would fill that. it all in, and it was just, uh, and then it was pretty, and I would put it on a tray, and then I'd have all of the uh, different kinds of candy bars, uh, miniature candy bars all around it, so that you could hopefully take it off of, not off the house itself, but off, you know, off the tray. But most of the time, somebody would eat, inevitably, they would eat the <laughs> the, uh, the the ones off the walls and stuff. But I would take it off the, that was me. I, <laughs> And, and I, I was like, why she glue them all so they're too hard to get off? <laughs> I too pulled them so right off the roof and would leave behind. It'd be like the the, the foil wrapper would be left behind and I'd be like munching yeah. like crazy on the chocolate bar. Yeah. So I said, but why wouldn't you just get it right off the tray? The same thing was on the tray. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, that, that wasn't appealing in the same way. I don't know. That didn't even dawn on me to get it from there. Huh. Yeah. yeah. No. Go nope. figure, you know. No, did that yeah. that did not occur to me either that that would be a good but, place to get it from. I yeah, wanted to instead was, destroy the house. But mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fun. And so actually by the end of, you know, about three or four days after that you put the display out, the house looked <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be, hit, it'd be hit by a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looked like a broke down shack, but when we first did it, it was good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so funny. I remember you used to make those royal icing flowers because you did cakes 
and you would make these yeah. flowers, mm-hmm. a bunch of flowers in advance, and then you would put them on the top of the chiffre robe or whatever in the in the, uh, um, in the dining room. I, and yeah. and then and then also since we're confessing now, I would I would eat them. Yeah. Me too. Because you would go back you'd go back and you'd say, Well, God, I spent hours. And I you'd come back and say, Well, I should have had at least by now, you know, three hundred. <laughs> and maybe you'd have forty or fifty, maybe. And I would spread them out so it looked like nobody took like I didn't take any. <laughs> I try to, and they would climb them all the bit. way up. And I would put them all the way on the top of the uh, the buffet, the uh, that uh, yeah. the, the china closet, you know where all the china is. Mm-hmm. But it, I, it didn't matter where you put them. Nope. When you got ready, I could always get them. Yeah, they could climb them all the way up here. <laughs> this is very inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, I said I'm gonna hurt myself trying to get these. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. I'm about to fall. I'm gonna fall on this chair and break my neck trying to get these flowers. And everybody would have like you remember you'd have this different things that you wanted. And Brenda and I, we would just go from one place to another to the different stores trying to find whatever the hell it was that you wanted at the time. You know, like remember Baby Alive? Oh yes, mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I think it was gross. I think we had to go. <laughs> I love Miami. We had to go to Miami. I think Wally, Aunt Wally, found them. So she got them, and then I had to go to Miami and get them and bring them back. Uh, and I would tell you, listen, they can, baby, can only eat this special stuff. That <laughs> <in> this stuff. <laughs> well, you don't know my baby that, mama like that. You don't know my baby yeah. alive like that. <laughs> Yeah, this is so my baby. I believe in her. After after a while, the baby alive would smell like garbage. Like I'm telling you, that baby stunk. And I mean, it was just gross. I mean, just and you couldn't clean it. So <laughs> the, you know, like you, I, I don't know. I said, boy, stuff would be coming and running out of the different crevices and the hall. And well, what did you put in it? That's it. <laughs> Part of the problem oh. was I ate some of the baby alive's food. And so she didn't have her special food. Because one of her special foods was this like, you know how I hate bananas because they're disgusting, but I really like banana yeah. flavored things. And she had this banana flavored pudding. And it was so good. And I ate all of it. And so she didn't have anything else to eat. So And so I don't know what you I don't know what we fed her. But I don't know. It would be something like it would be, and it had to be like maybe something that had like a, a meat bait. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Ew, you couldn't get it out. And then it would, uh, you had to wait for it to decay completely. And then when mm. it ran out, it was just nasty. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. I said, no more baby alive. <laughs> but our baby alive was better than the new baby alive's. The updated baby alive now has some kind of ridiculous, like marionette slot in the back, and you have to like pump it up and down to get the baby to like chew. And our baby alive, mm. like it, it has some kind of motor. Remember, you motor would put in the bottle in his mouth, yeah. and you would put the, yeah. the spoon in, and, and it, it would like actually that. eat it, the it, food in. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. We really did enjoy those Baby Alive dolls. 
another toy that we had that we had actually quite a few pitched battles over was the Easy Bake Oven. So stay tuned to hear about how the Easy Bake Oven um, played a role in our uh, sibling conflicts. Stay tuned. And remember the Easy Bake Oven? Oh, yes. That's Sybil's toy. Sybil would make like a four-layer cake and be like, y'all can't have none. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't have none. Yeah. Sybil, yeah, do you remember that? that? You remember that? Your Easy Bake Oven, Sybil? I love that. I still love it. I mean, who knew a light bulb could bake cakes? I mean, I mean, I, I, I've always loved cakes and sweets, but I would bake those little cakes, and I, it would take me it would take me hours because they make like several layers, and they put the little icing in between, and then I cut it and have the very little slices. And after all that work, y'all be like, I love. So I was like, no, I spent hours making this hours. So yeah. you you confirm that you would make these elaborate cakes. Four layers of a doggone cake, and we would come to ask for something. You'd be like, "No, nah, fam, you got to get your own." It was the size of a the, fist. It was so small. Yeah, I could barely yeah, bite myself. The pan, like, the, pan the pan was about three inches. Yeah, yeah. what you, you shouldn't even ask for some. It's so small. Yeah, yeah, but oh, uh, yeah, you should be fun. embarrassed that you asked. Was, uh, no, <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> Christmas was I just really fun that easy bake. I just remember the easy bake oven when you, if you didn't cook that stuff all the way and it would burn you. I was like, this is dangerous. <laughs> I'm not ever fooling with this thing. And didn't yeah, our so easy bake person, oven? Yeah, the only person that did the easy bake oven thing was mostly with Sybil. Yeah. She had the patience. She had the to sit there and wait for the bulb to bake the cake. Yeah, I guess it did take a long time. I just wanted and some then cake. You had to get it right, just right, because it would have like little bubbles in it, and I had to get it just right. And then you'd have to remember, Mama used to make wedding cakes, so she had a you know pretty discriminating standard. So I was like, I want to make my cakes like she makes hers, but it was much harder <laughs> making my cakes with a light bulb. <laughs> You know, Ooh. you know what I remember? We had this, I, we had this, some type of, um, this set, this cleaning set or something that came with like a broom and a dustpan and an iron. And I remember yeah. taking the iron and setting it on the light bulb to get it hot so I could iron the doll's clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Now, uh, you guys did some strange, some funny <laughs> stuff. Strange, but remember- funny. Mama, remember that time you made us the little dolls that you um we were supposed to put our pajamas in, and you know it was oh, face yeah. and yeah, those were adorable. Awesome. Yeah, those are. Lisa really still awesome. has hers. I still I have I mine. Mine still. I know. Yeah, yeah. We would take that uh, was amazing. Yeah, because it was it would have the doll's head. Was it like Raggedy and Ann? What hair. was it? Yeah, it was made out of uh, yarn. Uh, the you know that like the face was just a regular face. But I think I must have bought those because I had somebody else. And then it had little legs to it. And then uh, the back, uh, it was like a pillow. The bottom was like a, the, the, back, the, body, the uh, body was a rectangle that had a slit in the back. And that's where you're told to put your pajamas. And then you just put it on the bed as, dec- you know, like a decorative pillar. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so we had those. Remember those dolls I bought from somebody? They, they were scary. I mean, I bought them after 
Uh, they were like Raggedy Ann dolls. And the woman made them real. They were like long and skinny. The appendages were real. It looked like they were just freaky looking. What? But she was what? Like, I, first of all, I, I have to say, already, I have I no memory her. of this at all. I Me paid either. her to do these. I paid them. I paid for them. So, you know, you've already paid for them. So what are you going to do? You brought them on home. And traumatize your children. They, they, weren't, they weren't a big hit. Oh. <laughs> you know what I remember? The doll I remember, I remember the Cabbage Patch craze. And I remember our older cousin, Jeffrey, who was probably, what, three years older than Lisa. A yes, boy, a so. man, no less. And he had uh, a Cabbage Patch doll named, named Rufus. Rufus Leroy. Yes, Rufus and he had a gold Leroy. chain. And, and he had a gold mama, chain. And mama... And Mama used to make clothes for Rufus Leroy so that he could have... And I think Jeffy was, like, in high school. He was embarrassingly old, and he would have that doll everywhere. Yeah. yeah and, he, and, he, and he had a gold chain. I remember Rufus had a gold chain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because chains were in. That was the big thing. Good man, old Rufus. Know? Chunkies. Big chunky. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, big chunky chain. Yep. Good yeah, old that, Rufus. I forgot about Rufus. Yeah, but we used to, I used to sew, I used to enjoy sewing, you know, and we always had Christmas dresses, some kind of Christmas dress. Either I would go to Miami and find them at Doris's uh, after you guys outgrew Polly Flanders. Remember Polly Flanders with the smocking? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I had those forever. And then when you all got too big for Polly Flanders, even though it, they made it in a size 12, I didn't buy <laughs> Yeah, I figured, like, once you pass that age, you know, like, when you were, like, seven or six or something, you're cute in them, like, up to about six or seven years old. But by the time you had to wear a size 12, you didn't need the smocking and what have you. So I would either <laughs> make you. a dress or I would go somewhere and buy one. And I always bought them just alike. Remember that? Yes. I would buy them. Mm -hmm. And the only drawback to that is that Lisa would have, it would be three of them to start with. And then when Lisa outgrew hers, I'd pass it down. And so then Stephanie kept the same dress until you just got sick of looking at it. Because <laughs> just it would just go on and on. Finally, I decided that that was not a good idea to buy three of the same thing because it just lasted way, way too long. <laughs> so then I would get different colors or something in the same dress or something very similar. But it was all fun, all fun. I'm not sure if this is if I'm misremembering this, but I'm I'm remembering we had gone to some type of Christmas pageant or some oh type of thing. Oh my god! Oh yes, I carried them to uh, what was it? Uh, the Nutcracker Ballet. I mean, this is really a dress-up affair, and I come and and I look around. And they've gone to the concession stand. They bought popcorn and crap. <laughs> I said, I didn't even know the, the concession stand would even be open. And so they're sitting there watching this formal ballet, eating popcorn and slushies <laughs> and all. And I'm saying, oh, my God. <laughs> Was that during the phase when Stephanie would um, wear the popcorn bucket on her head after we all ate all the popcorn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was that was something. Yeah, as soon as we would go, oh God, if I carried you all to the movie, uh, we would go on like 
you know, in the, on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. And the people at the concession stand, they would go back. You all would just go back long before they would give refills. When they finished eating, they would go back up to the concession stand and say, <laughs> concession stand and say, uh, we're finished with this. Can we have a little bit more, please? And they would, the people, they would just fill it up again. The kids, they would fill it up again and they would come back and we could clear a whole side of a movie theater. If they looked up and saw us sitting in a place, <laughs> we came in and sat down. We had people that would just get up automatically and move to the opposite side of the theater, the movie theater. And I said, and I knew why, because we talked out loud and because you all would whisper, because whispering meant that you put your hand in front of your mouth and then you just speak in normal tone. Why? Why, why would you let Lisa and Sybil act that way in public? I don't know. But, you know, like by the time you would, it was just easier to just let it go than to make a big production or a scene because Lisa was why. Well, why not? They sold this. You, you, of course, you were going to the restroom. You went to the, you went to the bathroom. That's where you were supposed to be. But instead, you were at the concession stand buying crap. Yeah, that, yeah, I remember that one at the Nutcracker. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. We were so refined <laughs> from an early you age. Were. Yeah, Just you were. elegant. You were. Just an <laughs> elegant little lady. You should have left your kids at home, Mama. <laughs> Lisa and Sybil were what, awful. Awful, yeah. Golly. Especially oh, Stephanie my with the I, my popcorn bucket hat. Yeah, because whenever you got enough popcorn. I remember doing more than having a hat with that bucket. Oh, no. Uh-uh. But I know she wore it as a hat. As soon as she finished that, but she was full. She put her, and when they saw her again, she'd be walking out the theater with the bucket over her head as her hat. Uh, God, I had forgotten about that. You all were some funny little people. Funny, funny, funny. Oh my gosh. But I, people would just come and just, uh, the whole, I mean, we'd have the whole section to ourselves. It was like a private, everybody private theater. Else, every, yeah, everybody else would be on the opposite side or as far away from us as they possibly could get and still be in the movie. So we just would claim our seat. And even if we got even if we got there late, it didn't really matter. We'd get us a seat. And as soon as everything else would open up or happen, they didn't have a side seat. You just come, you know, get there early and get your seat. Well, we didn't have to get there early because whatever seat that we took, we'd have that section to ourselves shortly thereafter. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was really you guys oh my were gosh. funny though. That was so funny, funny, funny. Yeah. Yeah, you all were funny. You all were funny little people. Yeah. Funny little people. That was good. Well, y'all, I think I'm going to wrap up, but is there anything else you wanted to add? Any other last um, bit of uh, Christmas cheer or Christmas advice or anything like that? So much has changed now with us being adults and having kids of our own. And, you know, now we're on the supply side of the Christmas trade. Um, but you all have saved, you have traditions that we keep, you know, like uh, you insist 
you know, we can't even have, uh, I can't get an artificial tree, you know, with all the pretty lights already on it and stuff. But I get a tree. I have oh, to no. I have to get a live tree. And oh, I have to use smell. the same decorations. Yes, that is. I yeah. agree. And, and the mess that it makes after, you know, like, but it, it's uh, things like that. I have ornaments you know, that like- I've had for years and years that I have to bring out. So I have that. I think about, too, though, been... just being together. I mean, that to me, that's yeah. the biggest tradition. All these years later, I mean, we're, you know, we're talking about memories from 30, 40 years ago. But here we are 40 years in, and I don't think we've ever missed a Christmas together. You know, marriage, I mean, work, I mean, school, no matter what that thing was, where life has taken us all over the world, we Christmas is always together. It's always the four of us now with husbands and children and, you know, you know, I mean, it, it, we're, it's Christmas means together. And to me, it's that tradition that mama really instilled in us. Yeah, I think that's. Beautiful. Yeah, well, it's all about family. Yeah, it's all about family. That's true. All that's about true. family, not the gifts, not the presents. It's just being together and just family. I like presents. And that's what Christmas. Same. I, I want uh, presents. I like I presents as well. I want presents. I mean, no, what I are you don't. trying to lead into? I don't want any stuff. Okay. I want yeah. some stuff. Yeah, I don't want any more stuff. I got <laughs> way too much stuff now. No problem. Being together, being, just being together is enough for me. That's That's wonderful. I enjoy going. That is nice, Mama. The only about going to going to Charlottesville is that usually it's so cold, but yeah, it does get cold. The camaraderie warms everything up. Yeah, that's true. The only thing I pray is God don't let it snow. I have icy rain. Either one of those are bad. Yeah, that's no good. (laughs) Yeah, but But you know what I think about too, though. I, I. I can't help but think, too, like how your tradition spawned other traditions. So um, a couple of years ago, um, I have a silver Christmas uh, a, a picture from when we took a picture with Santa with our boys. And uh, Stephanie's um, son, Devin, had two friends come with him. And Stephanie bought um, matching sweatshirts. Remember, it was the Drake. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, hotline bling. Hotline bling. Yeah. And that was so cute. Hotline bling sweatshirts on. So that Christmas. I mean, it, it reminded me of these three little girls on the piano all dressed alike, but it became hotline bling for everybody. So it was, you know, very contemporary pop culture, but it was still that tradition of in solidarity of, of looking alike. You know, I just yeah. feel like mama planted yeah. that seed. I agree. Yeah. 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 So Christmas is great. I really enjoy it. I love being with family. I just love that. Even the cold, I'll win. I don't mind. I, I put up with the cold. I complain a lot because <laughs> it is some kind of cold. But I still love it. Love it. Love it. Love being together. I agree. Maybe we can move Christmas to maybe we can move Christmas to July. But mm-hmm. nobody has gone for my idea. Christmas in July might be have July weather. That's it's right. All good. Mm-hmm. It's still all good. It's all good. Well, thank you all again so much for taking the time out. And this has been a wonderful 
um, Christmas special episode featuring my mother and my sisters. And I am wishing, and we are wishing you the happiest of Christmas wishes for those who celebrate and happy holidays and happy days for everyone who doesn't celebrate. And we will see you on Stitch Please in the new year. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope you enjoyed listening to this special episode of the Stitch Please podcast as much as I enjoyed creating it with my mother and my sisters. We will see you in the new year. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy the rest of 2019. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. There are a variety of ways that you can support the program, and you're doing it right now. By listening to the, pro- by listening to the podcast, it does help us grow. Another way to do that is to rate the podcast, review it, subscribe to it. All of these things are ways that you can support the podcast without having to spend any money at all. If you would like to spend some money to support us, there are ways to do that as well. You can make direct donations to our Patreon site for monthly contributions, as well as one-time contributions to PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo. And finally, we have another cute, very adorable way for you to support the Black Women's Stitch Project. It's a pin, a P-I-N enamel lapel pin that's very cute. It's about two inches wide and one and a half inch tall, and it's of the Black Women's Stitch logo. And that is $15 with free shipping to the U.S., And so if you drop $15 in the uh, PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App accounts, and then send me your email, no, not email, you send me your mailing address to my email, either at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com, or you send me a direct message on the Black Women Stitch Instagram page, we will put the pin in the mail to you. Um, Again, free shipping, $15 for the pin, and all of this goes to support the Black Women's Stitch Project. Thank you again for joining us this week. Come back next week, and we will help you get your stitch together.